Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Crater, your announcer for the last Sunday of the church year. The Reverend Jake Slatton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Gabby James and Michael Hazeman. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. So as you are taking your seats, we have just a few announcements before we continue with worship today. Uh, first of all, it is time to order your hey wait. <laughs> it is time to order your portals of prayer and Lutheran witness. Please contact the church office to do so. Um, again, if you are not receiving messages from the phone tree, please call the church office so that we can make sure that we have the correct number for you. I would say. of the time when somebody asked uh, why they didn't receive the phone tree message, it was because the number in our system was not right. Uh, And so please call in and give us the correct number uh, to make sure that that we have it right. Midweek Advent service. So today is the last Sunday of of the church here. It's sort of the church's version of New Year's Eve. Um, Today is that last Sunday. Next week, um, I'm sorry, not this week, but the following week. Um, on Wednesday, December 5th at 7 p.m. is when we will begin our midweek Advent services here in the sanctuary. Uh, I was also asked to announce that uh, Braille is back in session for both sessions on this Tuesday, November the 27th. Uh, The Friends in Christ group at our church is having their Christmas party on December 8th at 7 p.m. at Bruce and Lenora Slutton's home. The address, their address is in the parish caller. Uh, Each couple or single person is asked to please bring a gift for a white elephant gift exchange. Please also bring an appetizer and or dessert to share in a beverage of your choice. Uh, There will be a prize also for the ugliest Christmas sweater or shirt worn. So there you go. Uh, Also, uh, if you ordered a pie for Christmas, the, the... The pie pickup is Saturday at school at noon. Uh, They are also in need of volunteers to assist with that. So if you were able to do that, uh, please see Janelle Stockton. Raise your hand, Janelle, and she will be able to uh, assist you with that. And then also tonight, the the Everyone His His Witness workshop uh, resumes at 530 in the school. That's all of the announcements that I have for this morning. Let's take a moment Uh, to go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. And Lord, as uh, you have called us here, may we take this time and this opportunity to not only reflect on you and your word and how you have rendered all of your benefits to us, uh, but Lord, as we are served by you, uh, because you are our good and gracious God. Uh, Lord, now we ask that as we worship you here, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship. Lord, truly better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please stand.
We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I am ever offended you, and I justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our opening hymn today is number 578 in the Lutheran Service Book, Thy Strong Word, verses 1 through 3. Thy strong word did cleave the darkness, at thy speaking it was done. For created light we thank Thee, and the
We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Behold, you have made my days a few hand breaths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? Deliver me from all of my transgressions. O Lord, hear my prayer and give ear to my cry. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, so govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that ever mindful of your glorious return, we may, we may persevere in both faith and holiness of living. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Give attention to me, my people, and give ear to me, my salvation, my nation. For a law will go out from me, and I will set my justice for a light to the peoples. My righteousness draws near, my salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the people. 
the coastlands <clears throat> hope for me, for my arm they wait. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look at the earth beneath, for the heavens vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment, and they who dwell in me, they who dwell in it, will die in it like manner. But my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. At this time, we invite all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given this morning by Mrs. Menning. Uh, now is a good time to bring up your offering, your mighty mites as well. <clears throat> How are you guys? How many of you traveled this week somewhere? Nobody had to take a trip? How many of you have ever taken a trip in your lives ever to anywhere? Okay. So when you go on a trip, you pack a bag, right? With lots of good stuff because you might be in the car for a little while. So I took a trip this week. I went down to Arkansas to visit my family for Thanksgiving. And here's some things I took in the car, might have taken in the car, took a book to read, that might come in handy if I get bored, took a coloring book, so I could color, maybe, how many of you like to color? Sometimes if I'm going on a real long trip, I might take a map or something that tells me about the place that I'm going, have to take my wallet, sometimes I forget that, hmm, what else, oh, Cell phone charger, because we all don't want our cell phones to die, right? Because then we might not be able to play our games or check our Facebook. And I don't go anywhere without my hand sanitizer, because I'm a germaphobe. I don't like those things. Um, sometimes I get hungry on my trip, so I take Dr. Pepper. This is the only Dr. Pepper I had in my fridge. Usually I don't take this size in the car, because it gets messy. And then... Sometimes I take some snacks, popcorn. How many of you like gummies? You take those things in the car, right? We take snacks so that we don't get hungry. We take things to do to help us get through the trip, right? Well, today, Pastor Jake is going to be talking about something very important called communion. And if you look right up there under that white cloth, that's every Sunday, right? Drop it, Pastor. <laughs> <clears throat> so we have the wafers. And then in those tiny little cups over there, we have wine. And a miracle happens every Sunday um, when 
you see your family take communion, uh, the Bible tells us that the wafers are Jesus' body and the wine is Jesus' blood. And every time that we take communion, we remember that. Why do you think it would be important to remember those things about Jesus? Anybody? Cohen? That is exactly right. Every single time you see your parents come up here or you come up here with them and get a blessing, that helps us grow as Christians because we remember Jesus' forgiveness for our sins. That helps serve us on our trip of life, okay? Those act as things that sustain us and help us grow in our faith throughout our whole entire lives. So every time you see your parents do that, and when you get to be old enough, every time you take communion, remember that Jesus loves you very much, and he will take you all throughout your trip of life. Let's all bow our heads and pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the sacrament of communion and for sustaining our faith And I praise you for each one of these children and um, just help them to love you more as they grow in their faith with you. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. The epistle reading today comes from the book of of Jude, chapter 1, verses 20 through 25. But to you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his holy, before the presence of his glory with great joy, and to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. This is the word of our Lord. Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. (laughs) Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This is the gospel of our Lord.
Our hymn of the day is number 621 in the Lutheran service book, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Battling this cold for about a month and I still haven't gotten rid of it. The text for this morning's meditation is from the gospel lesson from Matthew that was just read. Uh, When Jesus institutes and gives to his disciples the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, please have that in front of you. We will be referring to it as we go along here today. Now this illustration that I am going to begin with probably will only make sense to less than half of, of you, but just go with me. Anyway, for those in my generation, we grew up with Nintendo 8-bit, right? 
And the mo- one of the most famous games was called The Legend of Zelda. How many of you know that game? Where's Ryan? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Kurt? Okay, good. Yeah, everybody knows. Okay, so the very first scene in The Legend of Zelda, Link goes into this cave, and he has to take... He's, the point of the game is that he's got to go save the princess. Okay? He's got to go save Princess Zelda. So he goes... You take Link into this cave, and inside of this cave is a sword. And the message above the sword says this, take this with you, because the journey is dangerous. And so today we are talking about the Lord's Supper. And specifically what the Lord's Supper has to do with the last day, the final day. Last week and today, we are having texts and hymns and words about the last day, the final culmination of our faith. And so what does the Lord's Supper have to do with all of that? The answer to that question is actually found very simply in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26. The Apostle Paul writes this, For as often as you eat this bread... And drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. For some, for various reasons that are very unfortunate, there are many of our Christian brothers and sisters who have, I'll just put it very plainly, have denigrated the Lord's Supper. They do not take Jesus at his word. So that when Jesus tells his disciples, take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. They don't believe that it's for the forgiveness of sins. Which never has made any sense to me because it's it's right there. Jesus says, this is for the forgiveness of your sins. Some will also say, well, Jesus only meant his last supper and for us to take it today only as a remembrance. And that just falls short. Some will also say and teach and confess that the Lord's Supper and the bread and the wine are only, they're only symbols of Jesus' body. They're only symbols of Jesus' blood. And so they denigrate what the Lord has given. The good gift of forgiveness. The good gift of life and salvation, which we know from Scripture is wherever the forgiveness of sins is found. Life and salvation is there. And so today we're going to sort of go back to your confirmation class and we're going to kind of relearn a little bit about what the supper is. Because if you don't know what exactly it is, number one, you have no business going up there and taking it because the Apostle Paul says very clearly you are taking it in an unworthy manner and you are eating and drinking judgment upon yourself. Don't shoot the messenger. This is what God's Word says. And so what is it? It is... Christ's body. It is 
Christ's blood. And why do we believe that to be true? And I love what Luther says here. He makes this very simple and very important point. He says, is means is. When Jesus says that something is, it is. So when he says that the, that the bread is his body, it is. When he says that the wine is his blood, it is. Now, as I have told every single confirmation class that I have ever taught, whether it is with the junior high students or with the adults, we know that we're not <coughs> gnawing on Christ's flesh. We know that we are not drinking his mercury-filled blood. Well, then how can you say that it is his body? And how can you say that it is his blood? Because is means is. I don't know how it is. It's a mystery. It's one of those parts of God that are hidden in many ways. The only part of it that is not hidden is simply taking Jesus at his word. Again, this is my body. Say it loud, say it proud. This is my body. This is my blood. Jesus said that it is, and so we believe it. We also believe that it is for the forgiveness of our sins. And why do we believe that? Well, again, the same answer holds true because Jesus said so. Take and eat, this is my body. Take and drink, this is my blood for the forgiveness of your sins. It is not a symbol. It is not only a remembrance. It is his body. And it is his blood. And as we're going to find out a little bit later, if it is not his body and if it is not his blood, then our life here on this side of eternity just got a heck of a lot harder and more difficult to deal with. The second question, what are the benefits of it? Well, the forgiveness of sins, for one, we know that where there is the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation is also found. And so every time that we go up to the supper, every time that we eat the body, every time that we drink his blood, our faith is being strengthened. Our faith is being renewed. Sort of like how Link has to go into that cave and get that sword. Because why? Because the journey is dangerous. You and I both know that life on this side of heaven is dangerous. For many different reasons. The next question, who is worthy to receive it? This is important, and I'll tell you why. Because in some ways it is a trick question. According to Luther, whoever believes these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, receives the sacrament in a worthy manner. This is exactly why we have put in into our worship service every Sunday that communion confession, so that all of us here today are confessing the same thing before we come up and receive communion. Because if you don't believe that what you are receiving is the very body and blood of Christ because Jesus said so for the forgiveness of your sins, then folks, you have no business going there. Why? Again, because of what the Bible says. 
Because if you don't believe that this is what it is, then you are eating and drinking judgment upon yourself. Again, don't shoot the messenger. This is what God's Word says. The second reason for why answering the, the question of who is worthy to receive it is a bit of a trick question. Because, and I'll give you just a personal example in my own life. There was a time in my life where I didn't feel worthy to go. There was a time in my life where I thought that my sins were so grievous, and I was so utterly unworthy to be loved by God, I had no right to go up there and receive the sacrament. But the exact opposite is true. If you feel unworthy to go up there and receive Christ's body and blood, you are the exact people that Jesus wants there. If you are feeling guilty over your sin, Jesus wants you at his table. If you are feeling unworthy of God's love, Jesus wants you at his table. It is for those reasons that Jesus gave his supper. Again, I go back to our example. Remember Link, he goes into the cave, he gets the sword, and what is the message? The journey is dangerous. You're going to need this. Take it with you. Why was it given? Why was the Last Supper, communion, the sacrament given? The last part of Matthew 28, 20 gives us the answer. The This is part, of course, of Jesus' great commission. And he says this, And behold, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Phil Trochi in the back there in Bible class today nailed this. So I'm going to point him out and give him a pat on the back. Okay? It was brilliant. He said that when the last day comes, we're not going to need this anymore. On the nosy. He's exactly right. When Jesus returns, we're not going to need the supper anymore. When Jesus returns, we're not going to need baptism anymore. When Jesus returns, we're not going to need the forgiveness of sins anymore. Why? Because we will be in the presence of the one who forgives sins. We will be in the presence of the one whose body and blood that we eat and drink. We will be in the one, we will be in the presence of the one whose death and resurrection we are baptized into. We won't need it anymore. But until then, take this because the journey is dangerous. Until then, And this is why I said at the beginning that it is so important that we take Jesus at his word because of what he says in Matthew 28, 20. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And one of the ways that he is with us is through the sacrament. Receiving his very body and blood. Why? Because the journey is dangerous. Because our faith wanes and it weakens. Because we still live in a world that is occupied by Satan and sin. And as you have heard me say before, the devil never sleeps. He has one mission for his life. And that is to turn you away from your creator, 
and your Father and the Son and the Spirit. That's his one goal and his one mission, and he won't stop. He doesn't stop. Luther says this so well. I love what he says here in the large catechism. If you have never read the large catechism before, find a book of Concord and read it. You will not be disappointed. He says this, the devil is a furious enemy when he sees that we resist him and attack the old man, that is our sin, and when he cannot rout us by force, he sneaks and skulks about everywhere, trying all kinds of tricks, and does not stop until he has finally worn us out so that we either renounce our faith or yield hand and foot and become indifferent or impatient. For such times... When our heart feels too sorely pressed, this comfort of the Lord's Supper is given to us, is is given to bring us new strength and refreshment. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you felt as though your heart was too sorely pressed? I definitely have. I definitely have felt this. I definitely, too, have also felt Satan trying all kinds and tricks. And he, he is ruthless. He will use anything and everything. He has no mercy. He doesn't care about you. All he cares about is you falling away from Satan. All he cares about is you breaking every single commandment, hopefully every single day, and you not even realizing it. He's sneaky. Because we still live in in a world occupied by Satan and sin, because sin is always crouching at our door. Remember, those were the words that God spoke to Cain. Sin is always crouching at your door. And finally, why was it given? Why is the sacrament given? It, It is given because it is a sure pledge and sign that the forgiveness of God is bigger than our sins. No matter what your sin is, no matter how many times that you have committed that sin, the forgiveness of God is bigger than that, and it always will be. Every single one of us here has baggage. Every single one of us. The forgiveness of God in Christ, given in the sacrament, given here, given in his word, is bigger, and it always will be, bigger than your sin. Take this with you, because the journey is dangerous. Take it with you, because the journey is dangerous. And finally, what does it have to do with the, the last day? Because for often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. When we gather together as a Christian fellowship, believers in Jesus, who believe that when we receive the bread, we receive his body, who believe that when we receive the wine, that we receive his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. When we gather together, we are proclaiming to one another and to the entire world that we are waiting until the day when we don't need that anymore. That's a powerful confession. Dare I say, it is the most powerful confession that this world could ever, ever hope to hear. 
This is why, again, he says in his great commission, I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's a promise from Jesus. That's what faith is. That's what trusting in God means, to trust and to believe that when he promises that he's going to do something, that he's going to do it. Because the journey is dangerous. And it's hard. Until then, he gives us his body and his blood to strengthen our faith, to nurture our souls, to regularly remind us that he is with us even now. Luther called that sacrament the the nourishment for the soul. And I, I feel so fortunate, and I think that all of us should feel so fortunate that we belong to a church that celebrates this every, every Sunday. Every single Sunday, we celebrate this sacrament. Why? Because every single one of you that come through those doors or those doors come to this place with baggage, with sin, and with something that is dragging you down. And so he gives us his very body and blood. He gives us himself, folks, for the forgiveness of your sins, for the nourishment of our souls, to regularly remind us that he is with us even now. That's why every time that we partake, we proclaim to ourselves and to those communing with us this message. Here, at this altar, I partake in what Christ won for me. How good is the Lord to us? to you and me, that he should render all of his benefits that he has won for us on the cross in the empty tomb to us. And here in this sacrament, does he sustain you and I until the end, until the last day when we don't need it anymore. Until then, until that day comes, take it with you. Because the journey is dangerous. And the Lord is with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. It is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. The third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, 
who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we'll gather our tithes and offerings. In, in the pew that you are sitting in is a red sign-in book for members and guests. Whether you fall into, no matter which of those uh, groups that you fall into, please uh, sign it so that we know that you were here to worship with us. Uh, those who receive it on the aisle sides, please tear off the top sheet and put it on top for the elders to pick up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings. <clears throat> These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you may help. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. A men's Bible study meets at 8 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the narthex. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding area. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. Trinity Lutheran School students will begin work on the Christmas Eve service after the Thanksgiving break. All preschool through 8th grade Trinity children church children are invited to join us. Please let the school office know by December 3rd if your child will be participating in the Christmas Eve service. <clears throat> Trinity Lutheran School open enrollment to all, is open to all students ages 3 years through 8th grade. For more information Call the school office at 
our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to be sure to remember. First, uh, special prayers for Marianne Daughtry, who has surgery planned for Monday. Also for John Alexander, who had open heart surgery and is recovering. <clears throat> also for all those on our health list, for Melvin McCord, Landreth Worm, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dodson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Fellwalk, Lauren Cly Baker, Gary Magruder, Emma Con- Con- Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, Teresa Nelson, Arlene Stevenson, Dorothy Osterlow, and for Bob Curdy. Also for those celebrating birthdays, for Oren Fritz, who will celebrate 83 years of life on November the 27th. For Arlie Meyer, who will celebrate 82 years of life on November the 28th. For Evelyn Brocht, who will celebrate 90 years of life on November the 30th. And for Ellie Holly, who will celebrate 86 years of life on December the 1st. We go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Jesus, as you came near to the day in which you were to breathe your last, you gave to your disciples your enduring presence. Through the bread and wine of Holy Communion, you fulfill your promise of being with us to the very end of the age. Through the bread and wine you give to us your very body and blood, and each time we receive it, we proclaim to ourselves and to one another your death until you come again. We proclaim here at this altar that my Lord has bidden me to come to Him and to receive the benefits of what He won for me on the cross. Here at this place, my Lord bids us come and receive all of the benefits of life and salvation that He has won for us. Lord, in Your mercy. For the preservation of marriage, that God would defend husbands and wives from every assault of the enemy, support them in their faithfulness and loving service to one another, and grant them joy in every time. Lord, in your mercy. For all public servants and those who protect us, that they may be supported and upheld in every good deed. Lord, in your mercy. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place, Lord, in your mercy. For those who are sick, hurt, or lonely, or despairing, especially, Lord, we remember Mary and also John and all who love them. Lord, especially for all those on our health list and for all those, Lord, that have been named before you in our hearts. We humbly pray that you would heal them, Lord, in every way. Lord, in your mercy. 
We pray for blessings and joy for all who celebrate birthdays this week, for Oren and for Arlie, for Evelyn and for Ellie. May they feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you, Lord, have ordered their steps. Lord, in your mercy, we thank you for all with anniversaries soon. As your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families that you might keep them so hidden within you that all the forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, we pray for grace, your grace, to partake faithfully of the body and blood of Christ with repentant hearts and a firm resolution to amend our sinful lives by the aid of the Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly metrite and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. And with Lutheran Christians, you confess, I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. 
I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in my life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Of Christ, welcome to the table of our Lord.
first of our distribution hymns today is number 700 in the Lutheran Service book, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. Thank you. 
the second of our distribution hymns today is number 633 in the Lutheran service book. At the Lamb's High Feast we sing. Serve you in the one true faith unto life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Show. 
O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to You, Almighty God, that You have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore You that of Your mercy that You would strengthen us through the same in faith towards You and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, Your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with You in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. closing hymn today is verses 4 through 6 of the hymn number 578, Thy Strong Word. Pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Frystadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.frystadtradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things.
very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors. Thank you very much for being with us this morning to worship and to receive the good gifts of our Heavenly Father. Um, just a, another announcement that Advent uh, midweek services begin on December the 5th. And also, if you have ordered a pie, that's next Saturday at noon. Um, and if you would like to help volunteer, they do need help and volunteers for that. Uh, please see Janelle Stockton, and she will be happy to uh, point you in the right direction. Between now and then, I pray that God would sustain you, and I know that he will, and I pray that all of you would have a very, very blessed week. Chris. Good morning. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Peyton, good morning. Good morning, McKinley.